It's recording. What's today's date? Hi, Guapo. Hello. You're speaking to me. Everybody act good. Everyone act Christian now. Um, what's today's date? The 26th? Yeah. Alright, so you guys over there will have to speak up. Uh, we got good responses from the audio last time. They can hear you guys. So, I like this because this is different than just like a sermon. So people get to hear your thoughts. So, today everyone knows what we're going to be talking about, right? Fasting. Fasting the furious. Okay. Faster. I <laughs> get faster. Okay. Um, how many of you guys have studied fasting before? Studies? Yeah. Like you guys have had a topical... We just did it. It was explained? We were doing it. Oh, okay. And keep in mind, you guys, since this is being recorded, no names <laughs> and no church names. Um, just write it down. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. So, I think um, this subject of fasting, I think, is a really important one. Uh, even some churches are doing it now. And Lance just texted. Oh, cool. Uh, we'll be praying for Lance's, Lance's uncle got a heart attack last night. Okay, so Lance has to go to Alabama right now. But um, they, I think the uncle will be okay. The uncle will be okay. But, uh, oh, is he? Oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't tell me that. Okay. Um, what's that, what's that? I know. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions and I'm not here to say I have the final answer for like the grace perspective concerning fasting. Uh, I'm going to share my thoughts on it, and, uh, but I really want to know um, what your guys' thoughts are and if you guys do it. So, how many of you guys have uh, at least fasted before? Um, when, when was the first time you fasted and why did you fast? So I really want to get that recorded. So we have different experiences recorded. I was fasting, um, but I remember the last time I fasted. Well, the first time though. At least what got you the first time to oh, fast? Because everybody was Everyone from church? Yeah, yeah. And it's because. Okay. My leader uh, told me that if I fasted, I would pray for something particular. Okay. Yeah, usually it's like that. You have something specific, seriously, you're praying for, so it's time to fast. What else? Is that normal? I've heard that a lot. Like, say that, huh? Was it our first time fasting or just our experience? Probably your first time. I'm curious, like, what made you. First time I fasted. I actually liked it because. For the very purpose, because it gets you closer to God, of course. Because um, I fasted uh, when MySpace was so uh, popular, I <laughs> yeah, fasted yeah. on MySpace. Oh, okay. I did that for 40 days, actually. Oh, okay. It, it was okay. That's your first time? That was my first time. It was actually after a camp. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, our, our youth pastor encouraged us to, to fast. Okay. I personally, I don't fast all the time, just because, uh, yeah, but I, I do it because you go to Facebook now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I switched over. So my fasting, but in all seriousness, yeah, uh, that's when my first time I fasted. Well, what about for food though? No, I never fasted. Oh, oh, oh. The first days. time? 
like Seven it. days straight? I like it. <laughs> I know. I know. We're liquid now. I need water. I tried fasting for I don't know water intake for a day. Oh wow. It was the next day I just drank juice. Yeah, yeah, like so a juice fast. And then uh, next day I shift to one meal a day. Uh huh. I lost ten pounds. Yeah, I know. People, people do lose. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Answered prayer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people will fast now. <laughs> right. Uh, what else? What else? Who else? It's a great strategy. What What were some of the experiences? What about a a, a bad experience? Any of you had a bad experience with fasting, like physically, or? I never fasted food. You never fasted food, right? I you just eat fast food. <laughs> no, I cheated. You cheated? Okay. Told me that yesterday. All right. <laughs> Because I got hungry and couldn't eat anything, so I dropped it. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. And you felt, how did you feel? Guilty. Felt guilty. Okay. What Just else? eating candy, it makes me feel guilty. Especially how how about when you are fasting? What were some of your guys' feelings that you might say probably wasn't even good? Like, did you have any issues um, going on in your heart and in your mind that you notice that when you do fast, you have a type of attitude that you carry with you? Besides being hungry. Yeah, holy. Okay, holy. You feel holier than other people. Okay. But you have your head held high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is that for, I've had that, for sure. Yeah. Um, ooh, very humble. Ooh. I'm very humble. I'm very humble. <laughs> I've never had issues with pride ever. <laughs> um, how many of you guys have heard of the 30 hour famine? 30 hour famine? Um, it's like you just fast for 30 hours. We did it as a youth group. I did that when I was a kid. And I remember we do that for like from Friday for 30 hours. We just drink water. And then at the end, we celebrate at a Chinese restaurant because <laughs> you know, we're all really hungry. Um, but I think now it's what goes on in our minds that we can't wait till it's over. You know, poor thing. Is that the bombing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah today is the 26th when they had a bomb on the bus today in the Philippines. So. That was yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday? Okay. I didn't know because I didn't watch TV. Um, what else? Is that your only guy? Who, ha who has experience? Fasting food before and you got ill. Fasting food, but I didn't get ill. I okay, got really okay. sick. Okay, I got really sick the first time I really fasted by myself. I got really sick. So for years I didn't fast because of that one incident. Um, but when you hear people that are fasting now, and without mentioning any names or churches, when you ask them why do they fast, from your experience, not what you guess, but from what you've actually heard, why do people usually fast? Because they can feel closer to God. Because they can feel closer. They're praying for something. They're yeah, praying they for something. Have you ever met anybody that had no idea why they're fasting except that everyone else is doing it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, have you? Oh, okay. What's that? Or your pastor will tell you. Your pastor will tell you to fast. Okay, because I've met people where they don't know why 
like, uh, I think it was not even too long ago, a couple months ago, we asked someone, oh, why are you fasting? Oh, because we're fasting at church. Oh, why are you fasting? They're like, oh yeah, uh, we don't know. <laughs> you know, both of them didn't know why. And, um, and that's interesting, right? See? Oliver, do you, have you fasted before? You have? How was your experience with that? You felt isolated? Uh, okay, you just, you fasted food? Yeah. You guys ever do a Daniel fast? Which is just usually like fruits and vegetables or something like that. Uh, that was very big in the States when we would do that. Uh, you did a burger fast? Okay. A burger fast. We didn't do that today at McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Um, but now let me get your guys' perspectives now. Because remember, this group things out about this is the right way only. But to lay your views out, and, and let's try to challenge some of the ideas. Um, what, are, what are some good reasons to fast? Is it even necessary for a Christian to fast? Ask that, answer that question first. Is it even commanded for Christians to fast? My view on that, if you think, if you ask if it's a command, um, for me it's not. It's just the way for, for some people to say that, you know, maybe sometimes you just have to focus on God more, so that's why you fast, you skip meals, <laughs> so you can focus on God during your meal time. Right, right, right. Good luck. So okay. that's the only reason I can say. Yeah, yeah just to get focused or something. If you have like a lunch break for, for an hour, rather than spending it eating, eating out or eating with friends, then you spend it with God. Right, right, right. Okay, good. What else? What else? What are some reasons that you might think would be a good reason to fast? Is it commanded? You can discipline yourself. Is it mandatory for Christians to do it? Put it that way. Well, in the Old Testament, it was mandatory. Okay. Fasting was done a lot in the Old Testament. Yeah, just to let you know, because like I wrote a whole page list of how many times fasting was done in the Old Testament. It was done a good number of it's times. Like for uh, most celebrations, right? Okay. So like for the celebration, they mm -hmm. won't eat for seven days, mm -hmm. or they will not eat uh, even bread or something. Okay. So okay. When's the last time? Have any of you guys fasted within this month? Uh, who has not fasted the whole last year? <laughs> okay. I'm raising my hand. Okay. Um, yeah, you fasted last year? Uh, before you met us. <laughs> before you met us out. Because we'll just eat out all the time. <laughs> okay. Because um, when, when I posted this on Facebook, we already got split perspectives on this from Grace people too on Facebook. You know, some would, just, they just don't do it. Some, they say, they do, you know. So we're just trying to work things out here. Okay. Phil, have you fasted in the last year or no? Okay. Now, are there any benefits of fasting besides losing 10 pounds? See, because he got I got sick. Charles didn't get sick. Um, but some people have said that it actually has like a detoxifying benefits, you know, but then on the other hand there are people say that's not true. There's no evidence whatsoever. So it's weird when you read different 
things like who do you believe? You know, because they say there's this cleansing thing that happens when you fast, but at the same time they'll say no, that's not true. Your your organs do it itself. There's this cleansing process that your organs can do without the whole fasting. Um, in fact, they even say things like when it comes to fasting, if you try to lose weight purposely, just you fast just to lose weight. The the danger is, and I've experienced this myself when I had my condition before, is that you could have heartburn. That's true. Because I remember when I had my condition and I didn't eat, I would get severe heartburn and I would get acid reflux. You know, I'm not saying this causes it all the time, but I'm saying that when you don't have something in your stomach for long periods of time, your, the acidity does get worse. You know, um, you get heartburn, you get weaker. Uh, but then on the flip side, you have other people saying it could increase your lifespan. Um, so it's, it's like it's split. Like I, I was looking at it online last night. I'm like, oh, who do you believe? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you kind of test it out on your own body whether or not you can handle it. Like whether or not a pregnant woman should fast. Is it healthy for someone pregnant? Or should a pregnant man should fast? See if you're pregnant. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. No. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, but you guys have your Bible, right? Okay. Or your, if you have it on a phone or if you can share it with somebody. I want you guys to see some verses in Scripture concerning fasting. Um, we're not going to go through all of them because there's just too many. Um, but we're going to go mostly through the New Testament, but we're going to go through some old. But I want you guys to open up to Matthew 17 concerning the healing of a boy with a demon. Okay, Matthew chapter 17. Jean, uh, if you could share with Anne. She's next to you. Let me know when you guys are there. Matthew chapter 17, uh, verse 16. Okay, I don't want to read the whole thing because it will just take too long, but the main part of it is verse 16 where the, the disciples try to, cast, try to cast a demon out of a boy. But in verse 16, uh, this guy says, I brought him to your disciples. He's saying this to Jesus. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. So Jesus said, Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you, etc., etc. What happened? That Jesus casted out the demon out of the boy. It left immediately. But then it said, can you guys read verse 21? Read verse 21. TJ, can you read verse 21? <laughs> James Version. Okay. How be it this kind goeth not out by prayer? <laughs> okay, next one. Forget that, forget that version. Okay. He said he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to here to there, and it will move, nothing will be impossible. Is that right? Yeah, but read verse 21. What is your Bible? Which one? NIV. Which one's 21? See, I'm messing with you. There's no 21. It just goes straight to 22. Why is that? But if you look, it's either going to be italicized or it's going to be at the bottom of your Bible. What does it say? Verse 21. It's missing. Uh, that's verse 20. Okay, what's that? Does it appear there? Yeah. It's here, but then when you look in uh, other versions like the NIV and different translations, it'll be italicized and it'll be at the bottom of your Bible. Why? Remember, they said that this, they couldn't cast a demon out of the boy. 
right? But Jesus did it. So what was the problem? He said, oh, you little faith. Verse 21 says, but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. It doesn't belong in the Bible. It was just added there. Now I've heard some healing ministers that have like supposedly raised the dead and things like that. And I remember when I was really into the, that scene of the healing revival thing. I remember when there was this one time they tried to heal somebody who was dying. They healed this person but this person had to stop and fast. Because they quoted this verse. Because it says that this couldn't come out except through prayer and fasting. But if you look here, it doesn't belong there. Like at all. It's added. It's not in the original, in the oldest manuscript. It's in other manuscripts, obviously, because they had to get it from somewhere. But it's not in the oldest ones. Why? Because it wasn't there. Because it was? It doesn't belong there. Right? Now, this is one of the main verses that people use for fasting today. Oh, when you want to pray for something in order to be effective, you need to pray and you need to fast. Now, how many of you, and I don't, I wouldn't be surprised because I don't, I'm kind of assuming I know your guys' backgrounds already. Have ever casted out a demon before? How many of you? Yeah? Okay. Now, when you did that, did you fast? No. You have to say that for the audio. No. Yeah. <laughs> or shake your head left and right strong enough so the wind can make a noise. <laughs> okay. They were like, oh, that must have been a no. Or a yes, because it just goes like this. <laughs> um, now, now, someone can say, well, you need to base everything on Scripture. Okay, you can base everything on Scripture, but doesn't it help that your experience to kind of determine what the Scripture means? On some level, everyone brings their experience. Now, the Bible says you can't do certain things unless you do this. But then again, by our experience, you did it. So you have, there's that conflict, there's that tension there. Now, I could speak on my own behalf. Um, uh, my friends and I have casted out a lot. Not in the Philippines, but in the States. We've casted out a lot of demons. It was very normal for me to do this. Gene has even seen, when I first met Gene, we were at a Bible study where someone was manifesting a demon. I didn't do anything that day because I was new. I was just watching them do it. But Gene knows that I've been in that scene. We've casted so many demons without fasting once. Now, what does that mean? That there's a possibility that this might not be true <laughs> about prayer and fasting. And at the same time, this could also mean, it could also be a condemning verse if it's true. What do I mean by that? Okay, so they couldn't cast a demon out of a boy. But then it says, you perverse, gener you know, unbelieving generation. This couldn't come out unless it's through prayer and fasting. If this is true, how can this verse condemn you? Okay. Yeah, you get it? So you didn't fast or pray enough. Like people will say you need to pray a couple hours a day. Or fast breakfast and lunch or something like that. You know, that if you fasted enough, or if you prayed enough, you could have defeated that spirit. Couldn't that condemn you on some level, right? Um, are you guys with me so far? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I've heard different jokes, you know. But uh, one of the reasons that people say is because people just had a hard time believing that you can do those things without works. That's one of the reasons. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's just one of the things. Remember, there, there's people, there's certain passages in Romans chapter 8 where it talks about, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, right? But then they add on those who do not walk according to the flesh or blah, blah, blah. That thing's added too. That's not in the original, in the scripture. So there's this mentality. Remember, the translations that people put are not perfect. These are just translations that people have with their own bias or biases, however you say the word, right? And so people insert their own mentality on some level. Okay, are you guys with me so far? So whether or not, let's just say this is true, how to explain the experiences that Camille and I have had. You just have to wonder. You could just say, well, maybe you didn't really cast out a demon. Okay, possible. But we have. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Um, now, I like what one person said. He said, I think it was uh, Bertie Brits. He said, the greatest part of fasting, of the suffering, is not really the hunger, but it's a condemnation for you not doing it. The greatest suffering is not so much the hunger that you experience when you fast. The greatest suffering is when you condemn yourself for not doing it. Now within our group, we don't have it too much because we're not really surrounded by that type of environment where we're always encouraged to fast and pray. Um, my background is though, back then, I always felt like I didn't fast enough. Because even when I was in the revival scene, I, I fasted, but not as much as my friends did. My friends would do seven-day fasts on just the um, vitamin water. Um, some of them would did like a 23-day fast. I've heard stories of people dying fasting, which is really sad. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but someone did like, a, I don't know if it was like a 40-day fast, but the first bite he took out of food, he died because his body couldn't handle it. You know, because you're supposed to take it slowly when you finish your fast, at least with soup or something like that. And you really wonder, is this really good for you? <laughs> you know? And without looking at the chart, um, I had a chart that I downloaded yesterday, but the reasons that you fast is because you want to draw closer to God. Uh, you want to humble yourself and show God how serious you are. Right? That's kind of the mentality that people have. Um, to kill your flesh. Uh, because you're seeking God for breakthrough. That's the language that we use. You'll, you'll, you'll hear that too in churches uh, of a testimony where someone like, you know, when I fasted, I got this breakthrough. But the danger of that is what? When you use that kind of language, that when I fasted, the breakthrough came. At least, what's the danger of that mentality that could mislead people? Is that, is that? In order to have a breakthrough, you have to Yeah, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, it's kind of like a works mentality okay now we're gonna go to one of the most popular passages I think in the Old Testament when it comes to fasting it's like a prophetic one in Isaiah chapter 58 okay so let's go to Isaiah 58 I really like this one a lot I never understood it until now because I never really took the time to study it until now Isaiah chapter 58 5-8 This is called true fasting You read this all the time before fasting And then what was the interpretation of it? What was the message? They're saying so fast Okay Okay Now I'm going to read this for the sake of the listeners too But then for those who don't have that Okay Just for those that are on the audio Okay so just follow along um, it says, shout, uh, shout it aloud, do not hold back. Declare, now pay attention to the words because then you'll really get the gist of what it is because this has been mis misunderstood a lot. 
Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. We have fasted, they say, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists or fists of wickedness in other translations. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? This is God speaking. Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed or for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord. Now I'm just going to stop there. What's going on there? See, that's why it's kind of confusing. You really have to read it. I had to read it over and over. What's going on? Okay. Try not to have too much dead silence for those hearing. Okay. What's going on here? At least in those verses that we read. Yeah. What, yeah, what is he saying exactly? Because it sounds kind of confusing. Like, it sounds like almost like they're doing everything right. Right? They seek me out. They're eager to know my ways. Um, they have not forsaken the commands of its God, etc., etc. But then it says in verse 3, Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? It's like they're complaining. So they're doing everything right. They're fasting, but God's not noticing it. What's going on there? It's like what they're doing is not catching God's attention, even though they're doing what they think they should do. Why is that? Why is it not getting God's attention? Because it's not the fast that God Or maybe it's not supposed to be like that. Okay. Why, why is that? What, what was the purpose of their fast? What were they trying to do or what were they trying to hear from God? Remember, they did everything right. See, they were eager to know God. Uh-huh. Okay. What else? But it also talks about, you'll notice this phrase in the Old Testament, wicked fists or fists of wickedness. Okay, have any of you guys ever studied that before? Now, from what I'm aware of, that actually has to do with the message of condemnation. So what they're trying to do is that they're fasting to hear from God to condemn other people. You get it? So they were doing everything right, but they were fasting to hear from God to bring the message of condemnation, the fists of wickedness. Okay, which is not good. Okay. You guys get it so far what's going on? Okay. Now. Um, is he like rebuking the people who were fasting yeah. the wrong way? Yeah. The, so the, this is they were doing everything right, they were following this, but their fast had a bad motive. You know, so you're doing all of this right, but then you're doing it and you're quarreling and striping when you end in your fasting and striking each other with wicked fists or fists of wickedness. Which I'm gonna do more of a study on that in the future, uh, which is the message of con condemning, condemnation. Okay? So, and then what does it say in verse 5? Is this the kind of fasting I have chosen? So it shows that God's not pleased with that kind of fast, right? Only a day for a man to humble himself, okay? So it is only for bowing one's head like a reed or lying on sackcloth and ashes. Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? 
Now what happened in the Old Testament, what they did a lot of times, a lot of people fasted in the Old Testament. What they do is they did it as a sign to humble themselves. They wore sackcloth and they threw ashes on their heads. <laughs> it's really interesting the practices that they did in the Old Testament. But um, what is God saying here? Why doesn't He want them to do that? But yet it was a practice commonly done in the Old Testament. Okay. A lot of grace people say this. Do you believe in a hunger strike? Okay, what do we mean by a hunger strike? You won't eat unless you do this. Or, or look at it this way. You're not eating food to show God how serious you are. Is that really something that would please the Lord? Is that really what God is after? Is that you not eating physical food to show God how serious you are about Him? What's that? I don't think God would want you to eat. What's that? I don't think God would want you to eat. Okay. Now, 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 think about it even from just a, a, a human analogy, a perspective of a father and son. How would you feel if your son started beating himself over the head, throwing ashes and sackcloth, wearing sackcloth, and bowing his head down, humility, humiliating himself, suffering, not eating, and then all of a sudden you take delight in that as a father. Now I'm pleased with my son. Now I will hear my son. But that's what's going on here, right? It says that. It says that, you know, is, it, is this a fast that I have chosen where you're bowing your head for lying on sackcloth and ashes, etc., etc. Because remember, it's suffering. And did you know that Christianity is, and this is not even Christianity at this time, okay? Um, they, were, they were Jews. Okay, but at that time, uh, not only believers fasted. Even nowadays, what other religions fast? Islam, Hinduism, okay, Jews. Uh, all majority of denominations within evangelicalism, okay, um, even non-evangelical, okay, they fast. But what, what are the certain reasons why we fast? Because we're trying to get, to some degree, God's attention that we're really serious about this thing that we're praying for, or we're trying to show God our dedication to Him. But you just this is just something to ask yourself: Do you really think that's what God is after? That you not eating? is going to be like, wow, you're really dedicated to me. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just saying, yeah. when it you just think show about that, it. But then if someone would do that for me, I would, I would stop and do that. Because he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to prove anything to me that is serious. Okay. And I remember, um, I won't, this, these are my good friends. But they used to fast so much. I remember we were in the library one time. <laughs> and he was sitting across from me. And he was fasting the whole day. He's like, Oh, Josh, I'm hungry. And I said, Go eat. I said, Go eat. You ruined it. You know, because, you know, at that time, it's like I was into fasting too. But at least I knew the mindset, at least the heart that you should have. If you have that kind of attitude, you might as well just eat. <laughs> because it's not about you not eating. <laughs> right? One of, the, one of the best things that I heard about fasting, if it is for today, fasting is feasting on God. If you want to call it like a focus thing, you know. I think that's one of the nicest ways that I've heard it put. The Bible does talk about fasting, that when you do fast, uh, don't look like the religious people. Look all like, ah. <laughs> you know, wash your face, put oil, you know, everything. Fix yourself up. Don't let people even know you're fasting. 
but isn't it kind of like a boastful thing now? Oh, I'm fasting. Then when you tell your friend in your head, you're thinking, because I'm more spiritual than you are, you should be fasting too. Fasting. You know? Not um, even look at the thought it's not even boasting maybe just having the right mindset mm. in your daily life is better than being physical about fasting exactly right it's really just the mindset it's about the heart without the right mindset mm. fasting is it doesn't it doesn't matter because remember it's not about what goes in what goes into the mouth yeah it's not what, what goes into the mouth that defiles the man and what comes out right so it's not about what you, okay I, I didn't eat today that's not the issue. The issue is the heart. Right? So all those people like, uh, bless their hearts, they're good friends. What was really big in the States before I left, and I got in trouble for this. Um, I spoke at a church, and um, it was a pretty popular church too. And I remember when I spoke there, I found out that they were doing a Daniel fast. And uh, that's the one with the fruits and vegetables. And I straight up told them, and I, I wasn't against it, but I straight up told them, don't do it legalistically. Because it's very easy to do it just for the sake of doing it. I said, if you do it, do it because you want to do it. Because you've chosen in your heart, I want to do this. That's what God looks at. And then I got chewed out after that, which is really interesting. Because you know, I, I was like, well, that's where I didn't even tell them not to fast. I just told them, don't do it legalistically. And then someone said that you should. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, so that was kind of confusing for me. But what was confusing was that when they did this fast, some of the people that I knew, they were so particular about the food, it's as if God really cared about that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I already took a bite. Yes. Oh man, I messed up. Oh, I took a. And they're putting so much emphasis on the external act, as if like you screwed it all up, right? Kind of like the way Camille was probably feeling when you ate the chocolate. <laughs> you know, it's like you could never turn back or something like that. Like, oh no, you have to vomit it out or something like that. Okay, making sense so far? Now. <clears throat> what's going on here is that they were afflicting themselves they were suffering and God is saying this is this the fast that I have chosen now listen to God's response of what he has chosen and this is really really nice in verse 6 is this the kind of fast I have chosen now this is basically what he's saying this is a fast that he has chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of a yoke or like the other translations say or to undo heavy burdens to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your flesh and blood, etc., etc.? So, what's the fast that God has chosen? Is it suffering and afflicting yourself, throwing ashes on yourself, putting your head down? What's the fast that He has chosen? What is it? Love. Okay, in, that, in this context, right? Now, I'm going to even break this down for you. To lose the chains of the injustice and untie the cords of the yoke or undo heavy burdens. Now, keep your finger to this page. Now open up to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, 28. 11, 28. Yeah. The fast he has chosen is for you to undo heavy burdens. Now look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight. What does it say? What's that? What's that? You guys know that verse. Remember, the true fast is for you guys, for us, to undo heavy burdens. And so when you look at this now, God is saying, "This is Jesus saying, now you come unto me, all you who are weary." 
and burdened or heavy laden. And I will give you rest on the ultimate sense. Who is the fast? Jesus is the fast. Okay? You guys getting that so far? Remember, it's all connected to Jesus, man. Okay? Now then it says, to set the oppressed free. Now when you look in the New Testament, you'll always, he you'll always hear Paul telling people, stop putting yourselves back under the law. He came to what? Jesus came to set the captives free. Set each other free. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden and burdened. Then it says, and to break every yoke. Is this not to share your food? In other translations, what does it say? If you don't have an NIV, what does it say? In KJV or any verse 7, is not to share your... Who has another version? Other versions will say bread. That they want you to share your bread with other people. Now, let me ask you guys today. Which bread do you eat today? <laughs> Look at John chapter 6. John 6.35. John 6.35. Okay. John 6.35. What does it say? Then Jesus declared, I am what? The bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Then it says in verse 54, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up. So you talk about the bread that we eat today is Jesus Christ, and now he's telling you to share it with other people, to share Jesus. Okay, this is a prophetic passage. Okay? Are you guys saying that now? Because remember, the, the true bread that we eat now, now, I like the way Bertie Brits put it. it says he has, he's been fasting for 14 years. I've been fasting for three years straight. I could fast every day and still eat every meal that I want. Because a true fast, in the ultimate sense in the New Testament, is that you are no longer eating what? From the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But now what tree do we eat from? We eat from the tree of life. You eat from Jesus Christ. That is a true New Testament fast. That it's not about eating or anything that, but anything physical. It's a matter of you no longer putting yourself back under the law because that's what they did. They put themselves back under the law. Now I'm going to skip all this stuff. It's a big chunk from verse uh, 8 because it says, when you do this, blah, 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 blah. Then it says, actually I could even read that. Uh, 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 read from verse 9, the second part of verse 9. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, and the yoke of oppression is what? It's the law. It's the things that put people back in bondage. If you do away with that, without pointing the finger and malicious talk. Because remember the, in verses, verse 9 in Isaiah 58. Now remember, these people were pointing the finger. You don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do that. This malicious talk, constantly pointing the finger. If you do away with that, he says, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the press, then what does it say? Then your light will shine. So it talks about when you do away with, with, the, with the pointing the finger and the malicious talk, when you take care of the poor, when you share this, right? The true bread. Then your light will shine. You guys get that? That even goes on now. Okay, with that, when we share the true meaning of what, what bread means. Okay? Um, and your light is, is being in the rest of God. So when you're sharing the love of God, when you're doing away with these malicious things and, and the condemnation, because a true fast really is that if you need to fast anything now today, is to be fasting from condemnation. If you want to fast, you need to fast from 
judgment. Stop judging yourself. You want to fast from uh, self-righteousness and works righteousness. And you want to eat from the fact that Jesus is now your obedience, your righteousness, your life okay, that you're constantly eating from. Okay? Is this making sense so far? Because when you look at it in the New Testament, folks, if you're if you, just like when he's telling these people, stop suffering. In the New Testament, you know how God would look at you. He'll say, why are you making yourself suffer when I already suffered for you? Why are you beating yourself up when I was already beaten for you? Okay? It's making sense so far? Okay? Any questions at that? Okay, because what, we what we're called to do is to set people free. You're not supposed to be putting people back in bondage, start putting them back under law and pointing out all their sins, 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 sins. And we're here to set people free. That's it, it's really simple. Okay, there's a lot of passages we could go into, I just, this is just the main one. But does that, does that make sense though? The true fast is Jesus Christ. That the true fast for the New Testament, that New Testament believer is no longer eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What's right, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong. The true fast is eating from tree of life, from a relationship with God, right? To, to, to fast from condemnation. So when you're, when you're condemning yourself this week, when you're condemning yourself today, because Jesus already paid it all, God is looking and says, fast from that. Stop condemning yourself. Separate yourself from that. Okay? It's simple, right? Simple message. You know, um, I'm open to the whole thing with self-fasting to get focused. I don't see too many issues with that. Um, but remember, it always comes down to the heart. It's not the acts, the actions that God is concerned about. It's the heart. Of course, your heart will express itself in some way. But remember, He's not concerned about whether or not you took a bite. <laughs> he just wants to know your heart. And um, But just to encourage you, because even some of us were kind of discouraged earlier, because we always use this language about how we want to get closer to God, so we fast. But remember in Hebrews, it even talks about that God, for God will never leave you, nor forsake you. And I think that's one of the most powerful verses for believers, that if you're going through something financially, if you're going through something physically, if you're feeling lonely in your house, which is what sometimes I could feel sometimes, right? God is saying, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And I like what one grace preacher said, faith is not you trying to get God to do something. I'll say this again because I, I was really saying this a lot in my head today when I was in the shower. Faith is not you trying to get God to do something. Faith is you making use of what Jesus has already provided for you. You get that? So faith is not you trying to get God to do something. Faith is you making use of that which has been provided for already. Because everything is already found in Jesus Christ. God's not saying fast and then you're going to get my attention when I see you fast. No, it's already done. But the fact that you believe it now, you make use of that now. Because you believe. Okay, it's not like, okay, now how many times do I need to fast in order for God to say, okay, now I'll bless you. <laughs> no, 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 it's already there in Jesus Christ now. You're, you're persuading yourself of His love unconditional love and of His grace, now you make use of that benefit because every blessing is found in Jesus Christ. Amen? Ooh, amen, like preaching, okay? Okay, okay now let's pray. <laughs> okay, any questions with that? Any questions with that? Do that. bothers me that people doesn't know this. Why is it that no one 
knows about this. I know. <laughs> and where where did all that idea about fasting started? I know from yeah, the Old yeah, Testament yeah. it was like that, but then when it shifted from the New Testament, why are people still doing the things that yeah. well, that's not knowing grace? Because yeah. I think they were aware that Jesus, I mean, that, that passage in Isaiah 58 was foreshadowing Christ. Yeah. And that Christ already fulfilled it and that they don't yeah. need to fast. Because, I mean, if you guys really want to follow Jesus, you should be fasting 40 days, okay? You know, then I'm sure you might start hearing voices in your head, okay? Maybe you just have to answer Josh. For the listeners out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how come when people fast, their prayers are answered? Okay, good question. Now, I like that. Okay, so Charles, you answer. <laughs> <laughs> what I've heard is, you know, even though you, people become legalistic about it, still God loves you. So yeah. He's still gonna answer your prayers. Yeah. And how is it? One, the ultimate way that we please God, of course, because of Jesus Christ. But our part would be, is it possible to please God without this faith? Now, people think that the fasting can work. But because they think it's a fasting that does it, all of a sudden their faith arises. And then the, the prayers are answered, but they think it's because of their fasting when really it was because they believe. You get that? That's why there's sometimes that people would give because they think they sowed a seed <laughs> and then they get blessed afterwards. And they say, oh, see, because I tithe or because I sowed a seed in that uh, ministry. So, no, no, it's because that when you gave, you actually started to believe that God's going to give you something. So it's at that point of believing that you got it. You guys get that? Even though it was a little bit confused. You guys get what I'm saying now? So, yeah, so there are breakthroughs, okay? But it's not because of your fasting, because then it becomes a work. It's because you believe. Okay, so if the fasting helps you focus, more power to you, I guess. If you could, if you could focus without starving yourself, that's good too, because then you can enjoy food, <laughs> okay? Um, but yeah, like I said, just, just enjoy, enjoy, just, just don't eat from the tree of knowledge or good and evil anymore. Remember, and when they declared a fast in the Old Testament, they were declaring a fast because they were stopping to eat what they were eating at that time. So us, what we're saying is that we're no longer eating from the wrong tree anymore. Okay, that good? Good. Any more questions? Oliver, what's your question? What if the, what if your church should not be I'm sorry, I'm sorry? What if the church should not for example, I'm a member of the church. Okay. And the authority commanded to pass. Am I sinning if I don't obey? <laughs> you don't want to get that perspective from me, man. Because <laughs> you'll get in trouble. Uh, so the question was, just to repeat, uh, what if your church is fasting and the authority, you know, I guess it's the pastor or whatever, tells you that you need to fast. If you don't fast, would you be rebelling? Would you need to submit or something like that? It will be answered on the next recording. It will be answered on the next recording. <laughs> And my answer would be better answered, unrecorded. So there'll be no trouble here. <laughs> I should delete that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Because like last year, I met a friend. Just after uh, their church started fasting, and I met an old friend of mine, and he was really down on himself. And he was like, "Oh man, how are you? Oh, well, then I didn't fast." And he's really down. And don't worry about that, man. So it's a burger. <laughs> so he saw some burger in his mouth. I believe what Josh shared earlier that the really the, the suffering is when you are condemned because you didn't do it. Mm. So I don't know what to advise, but yeah, yeah. bro, if just follow your heart. If you think that uh, if you would fast, then it would please them and it would be more peaceful to you if you would 
obey them, then go ahead. But if in your heart you feel like, I don't want this or I don't want to do this. Well, it's up to you, but don't get caught by authorities. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll delete that now. <laughs> I'm all, I just want... follow your heart. For me, just follow your heart. This preacher said, you have to remember that you sin because you're a sinner. You don't sin because you did something. You're a... Um, English, English. You, you're a Filipino because you were born a Filipino. You're not a Filipino because you're brown and you have flat nose. And you want to So you can get it. So sin is not, is not, is not, uh, you don't sin because you did something bad. You sin because... You are you are you are a born sinner. You're a born sinner. Mm-hmm. So sin is not a verb, right? Uh, it ha- it can be, but it's it also be. not. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. It could be a noun. Okay, you know. And don't. And that's that's the hard thing when it's that's what's hard when you're in institution. <laughs> that's the hard part because there needs to be a kind of uniformity on some level because everyone's doing it, you know. And that's where it becomes really hard to make everybody do it like our church before. Uh, our church before we all had to read the Bible in a year and it was hard because I just I just read it because I had to report to my leaders you know so you had to read the Old Testament and New Testament every day and I'm being honest I just read it just to get it over with because I had to report to my leaders and I just felt like that was so unproductive and so not genuine you know and God is not concerned about those things you know but really it is about your heart and um but yeah, it's a tough spot when you're in a leadership and everyone's commanding you to do it. Um, I think it's best when, when leaders give you some type of freedom <laughs> to do that. You know. How to answer them? How, how to answer them? Why did you yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's not record that answer. You know. No, but, uh, for me, ultimately, you can tell your pastor this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can shove it. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, ultimately, you and God, and you have a relationship, right? So, everything, when he's, he's, you're considered his son, and he's your father, then it, it's all between you and him, whatever you do. So... It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you say that, yeah. it's going to be an issue of accountability. What's the accountability? No, no, no. What's most of what God thinks about you? Like, how he's more concerned how you feel about it. <laughs> just lie to him. Don't worry, I'm gonna delete this right now. Just lie to him, your pastor. It's different here in the culture here. He's just gonna watch you 24 7 if you're eating. Just run. Run. Faster. Next. Be honest with you. Be honest with you. 
Yeah. Don't, don't do it in a rebellious way. Just tell him your heart, what your thoughts are, and see what he's open to, you know, as a... As a for example, if you have this uh, medical condition, they don't allow you to... Just pretend you have a medical condition. Start walking in with your hand on your stomach, <laughs> with the pain. <laughs> If you're diabetic, it's forbidden. Oh, translation, huh? Okay. Uh, okay. If you're gonna see me, don't worry about it. Especially if you work on calls and Yeah, because you need you need it for energy, you know. So I think they should be open to that. Um, yeah. See. Remember, just one man's fast doesn't mean it has to be for everybody. That's what's hard when people make it uh, absolutely for everybody. When it's your own situation that if you want to fast, you fast. But it doesn't shouldn't be binding on people. Like a true fast. For example. I spend my time on the computer on games. Mm. I realized that you know what, if I spend too much time on games, that was effort, effort. I would rather spend it on the Okay, no more games. Uh, I just talked to that. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Not, not, not. I stopped playing because God wants me to Or I feel bad. Or just do it because like, you just, oh, maybe this is distracting. You right. Just take a walk with him, you know. He has big legs. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just really, it really is following your heart or your own convictions, whatever you want to call it, because you don't want to just do something because we say, do it like this. No, what do you sense is best? Where, where there could be enough, as much peace as possible where you're not rebelling, but you're also following in the, your heart where you're honest with yourself and say, I'm not just going to do something because everyone else is doing it. You know, because then you're not being true to yourself. You know, so... Yeah. Yes, John. Okay. Um, yes. Are you hungry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Actually, we ate McDonald's already. Right after no, fasting. No, no. Why do they do it in like a um, certain season or time? Because it's like start of the year at that. Yeah, it's start of the year. Or when some major tragedies and you gotta pray for things to change or like you know, like in the states, it's like because of the homosexuality is becoming more rampant or abortion. So you wanna fight back through prayer and fasting. So they have these huge gatherings. Where they do pray. I'm invited to a gathering this month. I don't think I'm gonna go, but they're doing a lot of that stuff. And I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. Like, if if, if you guys have fasted, how many of you guys have noticed no difference after you fasted? I have. Maybe some of you have noticed, but there are times where you don't notice anything. You wonder why, because you really have to ask yourself: Was it really the fasting that mattered? You know, like I, like I said before, my friends fasted. They prayed for the sick. People still don't get healed. Some of us, we don't fast. People still get healed. How do you answer that? Because it's not about that. Okay, you guys getting what I'm saying? Right? And so that's it, folks. Okay, we'll, we'll already stop recording now. Okay.